0: Hello. Oh, hello and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I'm here with yet another high demand coach, and that is the one and only Bernadette Bose. She's a renowned ball of fire and she brings her 25 year of corporate savviness, executive savviness, sorry, with her entrepreneurial spirit together. I love that combination to transform the lives of executives, teams, and businesses around the globe from so-so managers to powerhouse leaders that they are meant to be in their work and in their life. Well, Bernadette, I'm so excited to have another Atlanta on the show! Uh, so welcome, uh, welcome, welcome! Glad you're here. Uh, now, before we get in, there's so much to unpack here. But before we get into that, I'd love to just hear your story. What were you doing before coaching, and how did that ultimately lead you to make the leap?
1: Uh, wow! Uh, so I was a 25-year corporate executive uh, at all levels of a uh, both retail and technology organizations uh, throughout my career. And um, in every position from a buyer to a chief knowledge officer of a Fortune 500 company, wow. um, I made the leap beca- um, into entrepreneurship because I was fired by my mentor of 12 years. Wow. And so that was back in two th- late 2007. And so that took me on Various journeys, one of which was, all right, I'm not going back to corporate. What I'm, what am I going to do next? Uh, as well as it set me on a personal journey that we could talk about as well. But uh, that's all led me to where I am today.
0: Amazing, amazing. How would you say? I'm going to ask this question both ways, but how would you say the corporate world was the same as the entrepreneurial world, and how was it different?
1: Oh. <laughs> Uh, wow. Uh, how is it the same? Uh, the, I would say the framework of building a business is the same, Mm -hmm. uh, and all the functions, the hierarchy, the structure, um, that is all the same. I would say entrepreneurship is vastly different in that, um, entrepreneurs like myself, like yourself we want to bring our true, authentic, full self uh, to our to our business because most likely it's a true, real deep passion and purpose yeah. that we had, that we found. And yet corp- a lot of corporate leaders, and again, I've worked with them for the last 14 years all over the world, and they tend to not necessarily uh, be... And, you know, I'll be doing what it is that they feel that their true purpose and legacy is.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I love that difference because what I think so many uh, folks in the entrepreneurial world do is they think like the grown up thing. Like, if I want to be perceived as being competent, I have to be grown up, like these big other, you know, whatever uh, monoliths. And you you can see it like you look at their website, and it looks like it's like okay, you're a financial planner. Your website looks like every other financial planner's website I've ever seen. Right? It's a happy family in front of a mountain, like, and and they they lose that authenticity. Into connection and they wonder why their website doesn't work. But then you take them offline and they act like a human, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this rich experience. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, if I remember correctly from your website, it's part of what you do, but how, how do we leverage that authenticity? How do we leverage that passion? Because I feel like so many times it's under leveraged by entrepreneurs.
1: Well, I think because I went through that same exact scenario you just painted. I left corporate uh, and like I said, in late 2007. And I immediately knew I was going to be going off and sit, um, setting up a coaching consulting practice. And because I was so ingrained in corporate, I was this very polished, very formal, um, and rigid, uh, corporate executive type. Uh, you know, I spent 30,000 plus on just like materials and glossy business cards and folders. And yes, my website, which probably cost me a lot more than that. Uh, and I thought that that was, and I named it the Bose group because I envisioned this, you know, conglomerate that I was going to be building. And yet day after day after day for about a year and a half, two years, I just never felt like it was congruent with who I truly was, especially because of who I was becoming actually. And, and it wasn't until I was being uh, introduced at a speaking engagement by uh, someone who was very familiar with me and I handed her my beautiful polished bio introduction and she looked at it and she ripped it up right in front of the room full of people. She kind of crumples it up, throws it aside and says, all you need to know about this woman is she's a ball of fire. Well, every hair on my on my body stood up. And the minute I got down to my seat, I was on GoDaddy with like, okay, I need ball of fire coaching and consulting. <laughs> so my So my response to your question would be, I think you really need to tap in. And do a lot of what I call excavation of your soul to Mm. truly understand who you are and what you bring to the world, not what you bring to your work. That's awesome. But really, what do you stand for and and who are you and who do you want to be and what's your essence? And I can't believe I'm actually using that word. It's very woo woo for me. But at the same time, just like that experience in that ballroom uh, you know, she spoke to who I truly was. Yeah. And it, you know, it just stuck. And people kind of always comment to me, yes, you are a ball of fire and it's so perfect for you. So just tap in and ask yourself some really deep and hard questions. Yeah. Uh, about who you are and who you want to be, who you don't want to be, what you want, what you don't want. There's a whole series of questions that I work with my clients on to really kind of dig in and really understand that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think what what a lot of folks don't recognize uh, either before they start the entrepreneurial journey, or if they've never done it, right? They're, they're an employee somewhere. Is is how personal the journey is. You know, we want to separate work and life and and that's that's physically impossible, right? right? Even if it was possible, it's not advantageous, right? Right. You're going to pay so much from your personal side of things that you might as well get a return out of it by staying a person on the work side of things. And, uh, and I love that. And as I was, you know, looking through your site and and you know some of the stories and everything, it I, it just came out in everything. So I, I love your approach on that. Uh, what do you say to the person who feels like ball of fire? Okay, that's great for you, but I could never say that about myself, right? They they still have that voice of of reason. We'll call it that uh, in the back or front of their mind. What would you say to them?
1: And and if the voice of reason is the the guards that, you know, the protective shields that you're putting up because you don't want people to see your true self, then I would say, do whatever you need to do, engage whoever it is that you need to engage to really break down those walls and those barriers. Because like I said, I was like very much this very formal, polished, you know, um, almost like a robot, you know, because that's, a lot of, you know, and in a lot of corporations, uh, especially back in 2008, that's what they wanted. Leave your emotions at the door, leave yourself at the door. To, you know, you're here to do a job. And yet that never allows you to be just like let your hair down and just be you yeah. and uh, take that breath and let it out and keep it out. You know, uh, and I I think it just requires a lot of deep digging into understanding what it is you really want in life. I know entrepreneurs always talk about the why mm. and it's absolutely critical to understand that. Um but it's not just the 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 surface responses to the questions that maybe branding pre- people and marketing people and and even coaches and consultants have you do. It's drilling into those deeper levels of those yeah. same questions to get yeah. down to that essence because once you find it It is, it is, uh, it just is so liberating and so freeing and you never, and you know how they say, once you find your purpose and your passion, you you never work a day in your life. It's true. You never work a day in your life when you really know what you're
0: purposes. Yeah. And because I can hear the the kind of pushback on that is you know, like I've got to sell something. Right? Like I don't have time to like, you know, go and stare at my belly button and, you know, go through the <laughs> seven, seven levels of, you know, you know, self whatever, but but uh, you know, what you're talking about here is the return is almost I mean it's immediate, right? right? Like when you're showing up as a robot on a sales call and you sound like every other financial planner, you've bored your audience to tears, right? And so, yeah. And and you wonder, and, and, you know, you think it's because your price was too high or, you know, they just weren't a good fit or we can blame it on all these other things. But uh, again, I love that you captured this right out of the gate is that the competitive advantage for the entrepreneur, for the founder is that passion. And if you don't leverage that across the board. um, So- how, so let's walk that out a little bit. What does that actually look like when it shows up? So someone has found their purpose and passion. How do they then harness that for their business?
1: Well, one, if you were if you ever watch Shark Tank, and as an entrepreneur, you should be watching Shark Tank on a regular basis. But if you ever watch Shark Tank, they'll tell you that they're not buying the product. They're not mm-hmm. buying the service. They're buying the person. Yeah. And why is that? Well, because you know those that they do buy from and this thing this goes to your clients those that you know are they they sense they they just feel that you know every cell of your being is fully committed devoted knows that this is your purpose and passion and this is what you're bringing into the world and going yeah. to leave once you're no longer in the world as your legacy yeah. and you know your clients and prospects smell your desperation, smell your fear, smell your incongruent, you know, uh, balance between what you're selling and what you really believe. So I'll give you an example of a horrible um, break in congruency is uh, within the first year of my business, I invested in a um, franchise that would give me a lot of IP for my business. And people were telling me, no, 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 go in a room for a year. You have the money to do it and just go in and get all your expertise and experience in 25 years out on paper. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I understand the value of intellectual property. If someone's done it already, I just want to take, you know, what they've done and I don't need to spend the time because I was desperate. Like you said, I wanted to get out there and start selling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. So I drop about one hundred and fifty thousand. And I would say nine months later, I was out. I was like, no, 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 no. This is not anywhere close to what I want to be delivering and what I can be delivering to my clients. And I walked away. Uh, And so I think the way it shows up is that you don't question. You mentioned, you know, they'll lower their price. I was the highest priced coach even day one of my business. And that was merely because I had a benchmark of where I was. I was in corporate. I was an executive. I right. know what I would bill out when I was a consultant. So why am I going to diminish that being on my own now? Right now, that didn't mean that I didn't get insecure and desperate. And, you know, after I got some nose, I was like, oh, maybe I need to drop my price. Um, however, I just kept going back to knowing my value, knowing my worth, knowing what I'm capable of, knowing what I'm delivering. I was completely, I never question the value I bring my clients. So I went back to my regular prices and actually I've probably like tripled them since and uh, never have had an issue. Yeah. I think you just, you'll know when you are in that space because you'll have a degree of confidence That even when you have crappy days, and you will, even when you have clients not returning your call, you know, or not accepting your proposal or your contract, you still will be like, okay, that's good. They said no, I'm on to the next. Yeah, And, you know, that's
0: the, you have to experience it to really understand it. And I think that's one of the walls that we put up, right? I I think one of the reasons why we try and make it something other than us is we don't want to get the no to us, right? One of the things that's hard, especially when you're starting out, is if you do this, they're not saying no to your product. They are saying no to you. Right? Like we can sugarcoat it. You know, they they they're saying no to you. Now, it's one and the same thing, but that's just it's not a fit and that's okay. Right. But they're not saying you're a bad person. They're not saying that you're not worth anything. It's just right. not the right fit. And and we because we can we can benefit by bringing those together. You get me, right? It yeah. we also have to be recognized that that rejection, they're not saying you're a bad person, right? Right. right. They're right. saying, they're saying that it not, it may not even be no, never. It may just be not now.
1: Right. If, well, that's the key. It's, it's yeah. you know, cause I've had multiple clients over the years who had me come in. I, you know, did a presentation. I thought it went great. I didn't hear from them. You know, they somewhat ghosted me and a year and a half later, two years later, all of a sudden I get a phone call. Hey, Bernadette, yes. we're ready. You know, yeah. are you uh, still available? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. You yeah. have to get over you have to get over the personal rejection and just yes. accept it as it's like you said, it's not a fit. It's not the right time. Yeah. And and move on.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I think uh, if some of the counsel is given early is like, well, you know, it's not personal, it's not you, it's not. And And there's a certain element of like yeah that's true, right. But I think it's also okay to recognize, hey, oh, that sucks. you know, like that kind of hurt, but it's okay because sure. there's somebody else. there's someone sure. next. and sure. And what we don't want to do is overreact to that and try and separate ourselves from it, right? Yes. I, and I we think- don't want
1: to desperately react to it to where you yeah. start dropping your prices. Yes, you start compromising that's that's your that's values. That's you start accepting, that. you know, money from people who are never going to like deliver, yes. Yes. Yeah,
0: and I would say the other thing in this, uh, and, and this is a little, and this is true for a lot of professions, very true for coaching, is dropping your price is one of the worst things you can do for your clients. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And not even like, don't even get me started on what it does for you, right? There's so Absolutely. many coaches that are struggling so much, but you folks will if if the only reason they sign up is because you've you've lowered the investment, right? Like you've lowered the commitment. That's going to translate in everything that they do from that point on, yep. Yep. and so I, I love it. It's not the price, right? There's some. No. Uh, there's something else there's there. Something and,
1: else, yes. There's something else because at the same time, you probably have seen it yourself, Scott. Over the last, you know, three or four years, the hall free everything has gone away because it's just like they're 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 smart. They're equating that to no value, and if it is value. It's. I'm getting. Sa- I'm getting sold at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's. You know. It's really just understanding and believing in your worth and put the price to it and then can, yeah. keep raising it.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that is such that, like, you can just take away everything else. And if you just listen to that one sentence, uh, it's going to do wonders, wonders, wonders for you uh, as an entrepreneur. So I, I want to piggyback on that and, and I want to ask this question. I ask it of all my guests, but uh, what is the biggest secret? That you wish wasn't a secret at all. What is that one thing that you wish every entrepreneur listening or watching today knew?
1: I wish they knew um, that I have a whole mantra around the fact that life is and work is um, 80%, 80% mindset, 20% skill set. So, and yet, you know, so many people focus on their skills. They focus on getting smarter, getting better, getting a better product, whatever the case might be. And yet when they have the perfect education or the, or the perfect, you know, product or service, they don't have the confidence and they don't have the self-belief to go out and actually sell it. And it's everything that we just touched on. So I just wish, because I didn't know it for a long time, I probably didn't hit on it until about eight or nine years ago. And I thought, shoot. It has nothing to do with the fact that I was lacking business, it had nothing to do with that I wasn't skilled because I was and I'm talented and, you know, all these things. It was because I didn't believe in myself and I was yeah. really doubting myself at the time. Yeah. And so work on that and, you know, dibble dabble in, in getting better skill sets or be- better products or services, but focus on yourself because that's yeah. going to be what, like we said, that's going to be what people invest in.
0: Yeah. I love that and and I think one of the the challenges that we have early on is that you can get too much coaching too soon. Uh, right. They can get, uh, and I mean, even your IP example was a version of this. We can go and what the problem is that it's not too much coaching. It's the wrong coaching. Right, We're asking right. people to deal with the 20% for us and we're not getting any help on the 80%. Right. And so, uh, there's yes, having someone who can help with your marketing and some of the tactics That's yes, that's all fine and helpful, but it's not going to work if you haven't done the real work right if you haven't found that purpose that passion connected those dots if you're not aware of the own your own head trash right that's getting in the mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. uh then that 20 percent is not going to solve it right uh, so uh, uh, yeah it's brilliant brilliant advice uh i love it um uh, one more question here and then i want to make sure folks know how they can get in touch with you because i know there's folks listening that 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 uh, could use more um the first question, though, is uh, take off your uh, coach hat for a moment and we put on your CEO hat with us for a moment. You kind of jump in the ring, if you will, and tell us what's the next stage of growth look like for you?
1: Uh, wow. Great question. As I'm uh, sitting here with my plan behind me, uh, my um my next uh, growth. I have two businesses. I have Bullifier Coaching and Bullifier Media. They do overlap in in the way that uh, they both touch on uh, personal and leadership type of um, growth and development. Uh, on the media side, though, my book that I had written, "Shedding the Corporate Bitch," uh, if I'm okay saying that, uh, was I turned it into a film script and TV script, and it's a whole media play. And I am getting ready to finalize that for the 20th thousand time and put it out there. So and then at the same time, I'm writing the follow up, the sequel to the first book as a kind of a tactical guide to people always ask me, so how did you change so dramatically? Because I have testimony on, you know, just that fact. And so I'm actually um documenting that. So my growth going forward would not will not be only in continuing to grow my coaching and training yeah. um, side of the business, but also the media and entertainment side.
0: Mm, mm, that's awesome. Uh, what a story. And I love the way that you're able to bring it out in so many different formats. Uh, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Uh, Bernadette, thank you so much for being on. How can folks find more out about the work that you do and get in touch with you?
1: Uh, They can go right to ballafirecoaching.com. They can also check out my podcast uh, as well, Shedding the Corporate Bitch. And uh, just let me know if there's any questions that you might have.
0: Fantastic. com. That's Bernadette Bowes. Bernadette, thank you so much for being here. Such an honor having you on the show. It's just uh, tremendous, tremendous advice and wisdom. And for those of you who are listening, you know your time and attention mean the world to us. I hope you got as much out of this episode as I did, and I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com and if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show, and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you wanna know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram.